the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord, mercifully hear our prayers, and having set us free from the bonds of our sins, deliver us from every evil. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for Quinquagesima is from the first book of Samuel, the 16th chapter. Now the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill your horn with oil and go. I am sending you to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided myself a king among his sons. And Samuel said, How can I go? If Saul hears it, he will kill me. But the Lord said, Take a heifer with you and say, I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Then invite Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show you what you shall do. You shall anoint for me the one I name to you. So Samuel did what the Lord said, and went to Bethlehem. And the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said, Do you come peaceably? And he said, Peaceably. I have come to sacrifice to the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. Then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them to the sacrifice. So it was when they came that he looked at Eliab and said, Surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. So Jesse called Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. And he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Then Jesse made Shammah pass by, and he said, Neither has the Lord chosen this one. Thus Jesse made seven of his sons pass before Samuel, and Samuel said to Jesse, The Lord has not chosen these. And Samuel said to Jesse, Are all the young men here? Then he said, There remains yet the youngest, and there he is, keeping the sheep. And Samuel said to Jesse, Send and bring him, for we will not sit down till he comes here. So he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy, with bright eyes and good-looking. And the Lord said, Arise, anoint him, for this is the one. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel arose and went to Ramah. This is the word of the Lord. You are the God who does wonders. You have declared your strength among the peoples. You have with your arm redeemed your people 
the sons of Jacob and Joseph. The epistle is from St. Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, the 13th chapter. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails, but whether there are prophecies, they will fail. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. And now abide faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 18th chapter. Then Jesus took the twelve aside and said to them, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and all things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man will be accomplished. For he will be delivered to the Gentiles and will be mocked and insulted and spit upon. They will scourge him and kill him, and the third day he will rise again. But they understood none of these things. This saying was hidden from them, and they did not know the things which were spoken. Then it happened, as he was coming near Jericho, that a certain blind man sat by the road begging, and hearing a multitude passing by, he asked what it meant. So they told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by, and he cried out, saying, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then those who went before warned him that he should be quiet, but he cried out all the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he had come near, he asked him, saying, What do you want me to do for you? He said, 
Lord, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Receive your sight. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. This is the Gospel of the Lord. We confess our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again, according to the Scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us ever walk with Jesus, follow his example pure. Through a world that would deceive us, and to sin our spirits lure. Onward in his footsteps treading, pilgrims hear our home above full of faith and hope and love. Let us do the Father's bidding, faithful Lord with me abide. I shall follow where you guide. Let us suffer here with Jesus and with patience bear our cross. Joy will follow all our sadness, where he is there is no loss. Though today we sow no laughter, we shall reap celestial joy. All discomforts that annoy shall give way to mirth hereafter, Jesus, here I share your woe. 
Help me there your joy to know. Let us gladly die with Jesus, since by death he conquered death. He will free us from destruction, give to us immortal breath. Let us mortify all passion that would lead us into sin, and the grave that shuts us in shall but prove the gate to heaven. Jesus, here with you I die, there to live with you on high. Let us also live with Jesus, he has risen from the dead, that to life we may awaken, Jesus, you are now our head. We are your own living members, where you live there we shall be in your presence constantly, living there with you forever. Jesus, let me faithful be, life eternal grant to me. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Then Jesus took the twelve aside and said to them, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and all things that are written by the prophets concerning the Son of Man will be accomplished. For he will be delivered to the Gentiles, and will be mocked and insulted and spit upon. They will scourge him and kill him. And the third day he will rise again. But they understood none of these things. The saying was hidden from them, and they did not know the things which were spoken. This is the word of the Lord. Somewhere back in the third decade of this Anno Domino, the year of our Lord, Jesus told his disciples that it was time to go up to Jerusalem to sacrifice the lamb that God himself provided to take away the sin of the world. That was 2,000 years ago. It is history. But the Bible is not a history textbook. It is the voice of the person of the Word. It is the words and deeds of Jesus. This Word is living and active not dead in the past, nor kept alive only in the memory of those who plumb a book's dusty depths. These words and deeds are not history only, because as Jesus himself is eternal, so too are his words and deeds. They are far-reaching, from the cross back into the past and forward into the future for eternity. When Jesus says, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, 
It is not was, nor is it he once did, for he is I am. What he said somewhere in the third decade, still, he still says to his disciples. The only thing that has changed between then and now is who his disciples are to whom he speaks. Ask not to which disciples does Jesus speak. You know he speaks to you. Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem. At the beginning of the Epiphany season, Jesus manifested his glory in his first miracle, transforming water into wine at Cana. It was then he said to his mother, My hour has not yet come, but now it has. It is time to go up to Jerusalem so that the Son of Man can do what he was born to do, suffer and die. This is present tense. The church follows Jesus where he goes, and on this day, Jesus says it is time to go to Jerusalem. The journey begins. A 40-day journey to Jerusalem and the cross and death. You are Israel. It is time for the bronze serpent to be raised up before your eyes that you may gaze upon it and be healed. It is time to see what the manger, the wedding in Cana, the transfiguration, all are pointing toward, the cross. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. It is time to look upon and meditate upon the holy passion of Christ. In that beatific vision of divine love revealed to man, you are to find healing for wounded hearts and souls, life and salvation. But the disciples understood none of these things. This saying was hidden from them, and they did not know the things which were spoken. Yet even these words do not live in the past. They are present. His disciples now do not understand the full reality. Oh yes, you have the resurrection now, which is the key to understanding the passion. But do you understand the journey to Jerusalem? Do you understand what it means to journey with Jesus to Jerusalem for him to suffer and to die? This journey begins as one of faith, but faith is not the end. Faith is good now, blessed, and indeed necessary, but it is not the end. In heaven there will be no faith, for faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. But in heaven you will receive your sight like blind Bartimaeus. 
all that for which you formerly hoped and all that which you had dreamed to see but were not able, you will see. In heaven you possess the thing itself, not hidden, not veiled, not a mystery. In heaven there is only love, a love you begin dimly to see at the end of this great journey, standing there at the foot of the cross. This is what makes this journey an unknown to you. It is not so much a journey of faith as it is a journey of love. Faith is there and faith plays a part, an important one. But as St. Paul says, without this pure and divine love, all things, even your faith, are clanging brass, clashing cymbals, vacuous confessions, empty prayers. Jesus says, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you love Jesus, you must follow him. You must go where he is. You must say what he says. You may obey. You may give up all and hold only to him. This is the part that is still a struggle for all disciples of Jesus. Like those disciples in times past, those of times present have eyes and yet cannot see, ears and yet cannot hear. Blind Bartimaeus is the one who sees because sight is the reward of faith and faith is the trust that submits to Jesus and does what he says because it loves him who first loved and who is love. Opinions, screaming voices from every aisle of the world, self-indulgence and the like are the constant foes you face. You cannot have these and Jesus. You cannot say that you love Jesus if you are not willing to listen to him and to obey him exclusively. You cannot say that you love Jesus if you, think, if you think that you can do so as an individual or if you think that you can do so remotely. You cannot say that you love Jesus if you hide him so far down in your heart and mind that he does not shine forth in your life. You cannot say that you love Jesus while you disagree with him about what is right and what is wrong. Such gives birth to the idea that your belief in Jesus is the only thing that matters. And as St. Paul says, that is not love. That is just noise. A symphony with no melody, with no order, with no unity, just notes and sounds and clamor. Jesus says the same. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? In other words, why do you say you love me, but you do not keep my commandments? We are going up to Jerusalem. This declaration of journey's intent 
immediately follows the declaration that him who wishes to follow Jesus must give up everything. Everything good in this world is temporary. And it all has enough of an allure that it may very well become idols. It is time to put father and mother and son and daughter and boyfriend and girlfriend and house and home behind you. Take up your cross and follow your Lord as he takes his. This declaration of journey's intent immediately follows the declaration that him who wishes to follow Jesus must give up everything. For nothing, external or internal, can be more important and more worth listening to and following than Jesus himself. There is no comparison. There is no competition. There is no compromise. There are no disciples of Jesus and only disciples of Jesus or. There is love or there is the profitless clanging of brass that rings upon deaf and dead ears. The journey of love begins. We go up to Jerusalem, up to the Mount of Sacrifice, up to Calvary, up to the cross, up to the Lord. It is a journey of growing up, even as it is going up. And it is a journey of maturation. It is time to put away the childish things that distract and begin a journey formed by love and obedience in which disciplines create habits for life. Jesus has said, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. There is but one priceless treasure, and like the man in the parable of the pearl of great price, you may need to sell quite a bit, hear everything, to receive him. So put away the treasures of the earth and of the world. Put away the tasteless thoughts and wants of children. Put away the bad habits of glut and of selfishness and join the great fast. Look to your Lord and love him. For the hour has come. The journey begins. Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem. Amen. Let us pray for the whole Church of God and our Lord Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. For the Holy Catholic Church throughout the world, that it may maintain a counterculture amidst the culture in the Holy Word of God and in the unsullied teachings of the blessed apostles, let us pray to the Lord. That the Lord who sent out his apostles would continue to bless his apostolic office for the blessings of strength 
endurance, perseverance, courage, and steadfastness to be given to all bishops, pastors, chaplains of the armed forces, and missionaries, both domestic and abroad. Let us pray to the Lord. For all Christian peoples, for strength of confession, resolve of will, rigidity of faith, and purity of life, for true penitence amidst this great Lenten fast, for Christian households as sacred refuge from the world, for all Christian marriages as icons of divine love, and for Christian youth, both young and old, that they would remain firmly grounded upon the rock of their faith's foundation and not be swept away by the current of the age. Let us pray to the Lord. For the nations of the world, especially the United States of America, for their people and for their rulers, for upstanding leaders of good character and wisdom who honor and submit to the word of God, for peace and concord, for an end to violence, warfare, and strife, for the destruction of evil and evil intent, and for the preservation of justice, the defense of the innocent, and the right esteem for the sanctity of human life. Let us pray to the Lord. For the Father's unfailing mercy upon those in anguish, those suffering with depression, those broken in heart and spirit, those struggling with addiction, those who fear, those who suffer, the unemployed, the destitute, and all the needy of this world. And that God would send his holy angels to defend his people against every assault of the wicked foe, let us pray to the Lord. For the cross of Christ to be the glory of man, that the people of God would bear their crosses and follow their Lord down the Via Dolorosa to the Mount of Sacrifice, for all poor, miserable sinners, especially the apostate and the pagan, that they may be made white in the blood of God and be made heirs to salvation and life everlasting, let us pray to the Lord. For the healing of the great physician upon all the infirmities of man, granting an end to disease and health to the sick, and that he would look especially, especially upon our brethren David, Sherry, Shirley, Carl, Shannon, Michael, Tabitha, Rennick, Nina Sue, and Emma. For peace to the dying, comfort to the bereaved, and everlasting peace to all servants and handmaidens who now rest in Christ, let us pray to the Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, you are truly the Son of the living God. Have mercy upon us, we pray, that guided and defended by your mighty arm, we may be delivered from all demons, idols, perversions, and wickedness. Though we have deserved the wrath of the Father, we pray you to take away our sins and to look upon them no longer. Preserve us from all error, from all strife, from all sin, and from sudden and evil death. Grant unto us true faith, that in our wilderness of sin we may find aid and succor in you, the only word made flesh that proceeds from the mouth of the Father, 
the true bread of life that comes down from heaven. May we, in humility and love, find at your cross the mercy seat of God's altar, and in your flesh and blood the source of all our life and living, even as you now reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. 